Welcome to The Heart of It, a podcast where we talk life through an urban Christian lens. Thank you for tuning in to today's show, where we will be talking about the story of me. Let's get to it. Man, 2020 was a rough year for everyone. There were some highs, but a whole lot of lows. Personally, I went from chasing purpose to feeling purposeless, security in my identity to questioning who I was created to be. I began to wear false labels and shame, such as arrogant, complacent, unteachable, and self-serving. This began to dictate how I saw myself. I began to withdraw from everyone and became socially isolated. Before the COVID-19 mask mandate, I was already wearing a mask, showing everyone I was good, when in reality, I was far from it. So what better way to start this thing off than by giving you some insight on me, Matthew White. Welcome to the story of me. I guess we should start at the beginning. I grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio, living with some who call the American dream, a two-parent household, an older sister, a younger brother, and my parents were pastors. So the church and the scriptures shape how I view the world. Like a lot of us, I grew up an athlete. I love sports. Sports became everything to me. Little did I know, it became my God. But I found my peace, I found my comfort, and I found my calling in sports. So in 2013, I graduated high school and was heading off to college when I lost one of my best friends, William Cox, to brain cancer. This was the first significant loss in my life, and it changed everything. I remember being so confused, grief-stricken, thinking that I would heal, but it's something I still think about every day. 2014 hits, my first collegiate baseball season, and I tear my UCL. Knowing this was a pretty standard procedure, however, I was confident. In a year's time, I'll be back to playing the game I love. But it wasn't to be. It turned into a career-ending injury. When the school notified me, they wouldn't be paying for my surgery. And to add insult to injury, the physical therapy they told me they would cover, my family got those bills too. This thrusted me into a battle with depression and an eating disorder. Struggling with athletic identity foreclosure, I stopped going to class. Summer of 2014, I decided it was time for something new. So I transferred to the University of Cincinnati. Hoping for a fresh start, I changed my major but I couldn't imagine being away from sport. The thing I loved for so long, so I transferred to sports administration. The first two years of the program, they were a struggle. I was still battling with depression and coping with my new normal as Matthew, the college student. This led me to trying to find purpose in every job and every opportunity and internship I had. But it's not all bad. In 2016, I married my high school sweetheart, Alexis, who was supporting me through the trials and tribulations of me trying to rediscover who I was and what was my purpose. Now we're getting close to graduation. 2017 hits. I'm excited. My outlook is looking up. Countdown to graduation. 
one of the happiest or one of the scariest times in our lives. And for me, it was the latter. I had no job prospects and I was dealing with the disappointments of an internship where they decided not to hire me full time. But I guess I get it now. Unpaid internship equals free labor. So the summer of 2017 hits. I'm scheduled to graduate, but I need one more project. So I got the opportunity to do my capstone project with the University of Cincinnati Athletics as an academic coach. And I quickly fell in love with the staff and the students. (laughs) I killed it. I'm thinking, this is it. I'm going to get hired here. Everything is, is perfect. However, the internship ended and they didn't have a GA or staff position available. Yet another disappointment. I remember sitting thinking, I'm about to graduate, I have a wife, how am I gonna pay these bills? But one day, Miss Carrie approached me to encourage me about my fit for this type of work. And then she told me about a position at Ohio State. I ended up applying and I got an interview. I ended up getting the job and I became assistant learning specialist. Packing up, I kissed Cincinnati goodbye. The only problem, my wife couldn't come. She was in nursing school. So 2018 hits, and I'm feeling good. I'm walking in favor. Within seven months of being at Ohio State, at 22, I get promoted to full-time learning specialist. I met amazing friends like Kiara, Prince, Stefan, and Nick, Michael, and Jamie, who became more like family than friends. And I got a chance to serve alongside them and impact the lives of the student athletes. I was convinced Columbus was where I was gonna be for a while. 2019, after some amazing things had transpired at Ohio State, I felt God's calling my life into ministry. Ministry, (laughs) yeah, I said ministry. I didn't know what it looked like, but I was ready to answer the call. And it seemed as time and opportunity met. My coworker told me about an opportunity. I'm talking about a once in a lifetime opportunity at Baylor, mixing my faith and my passion of ministering to student athletes and coaches. Reluctantly, thinking I wasn't even what they were looking for. I shot my shot. A month goes by, nothing. I begin to chalk it up to, well, maybe I'm just not what they're looking for. And maybe that's not where I'm supposed to be. Unexpectedly, I get a couple of interviews. And before I know it, I'm on campus for the final interview for the sports chaplain in the sports ministry coordinator role. Ready for the next move, I ignore any of the red flags that may be there. Concurrently, I get an opportunity in North Carolina. I begin to weigh my options. I'm conflicted because on one hand, if I go to North Carolina, I get to be with my parents. I get to be home. I get to help with the church. I get to preach. And I can still work in college athletics. But if I choose Baylor, I'm back in my birth state. I'm doing ministry and still working with college athletes in a place I've always dreamed of. And no, I did not dream about being in Waco, Texas, but being back in Texas. I got offered both jobs, and now I'm sitting with a dilemma. Go to the land of my parents, or start my own thing, go to Baylor. 
down in Waco. So September 2019 hits, and I make a decision. I leave the job security of Ohio State, pack up the apartment, and my dog and I embark on a 16-hour drive from Columbus, Ohio to Waco, Texas. Sadly, what was once an hour and a half car ride to see my wife became a plane ride to see my wife. I hit the ground running at Baylor, helping implement and emceeing a monthly worship night, leading and assisting with the chapel alternative, credit-bearing course, while also leading devotionals for the track and field and cross-country program. Things seem way too good to be true. So January 2020 hits. I step out on faith, and I get an opportunity to present twice at the Black Student Athlete Summit. I would be lying if I said it was that simple. Because see, if you know me, I used to hate public speaking. And so in theory, it sounded great to present until I got accepted. And then I did everything I could to self-sabotage. I went to the last minute to register for the conference. And when I decided to register, I got an email that said I'm on the wait list. So I email and say, hey, I'm, I'm a presenter and I've been accepted, um, but I see it's at capacity. And so if I can't, get, if I can't come, um, it's okay. And I remember getting the email back that said, let me see what I can do. So I crossed my fingers and said, man, I hope I can't get in. <laughs> Next day, though, he said, we got you squared away. So I registered. I got to present twice. Once on white allies and black athletes in college sports. And for the second, a presentation on faith, sport, and culture. Finally stepping out and being faithful to what God had called me to, I felt I was walking in purpose. And to make it better, I got to present in front of some of the people who love and help me become the Matthew I am today. March 2020 was a march to remember. COVID-19 hit. And when I mean it hit, it hit hard. I, like the rest of the world, had no clue what was coming next. The students were sent home expeditiously. And then Wednesday, March 25th hit. Opportunity met destiny again. But this time, it wasn't in my favor. I got called into my boss's office and I was given two options. You can either resign and I give you a month with us to find a new job, or two, if you don't resign, you're fired. I'm told these are my only options because I do my job and an employee improvement plan will only show that. The problem wasn't me doing my job, but the distant boss and employee relationship between my boss and I. I remember sitting in the room, head spinning, trying to keep my composure and make it through the meeting. I'll never forget the end of the meeting. Better yet, the beginning of his prayer. Lord, Matthew may be surprised by this, but you aren't. Six months into, wake, into my new job in Waco, still learning a new place, a new way of living, I am now jobless in Waco, Texas. And to add stress, my wife is supposed to be moving down in a couple months after she finishes nursing school. Confused, frustrated, and feeling purposeless, I reevaluated how I got here. But I knew God had called me here. But what do I do now? A week later, my wife gets an offer at a hospital in Houston, Texas. 
So we prepare for another move, which at this point seemed to be an every two to three year thing. I began applying to jobs down there, but I wasn't hearing anything back. A week later, my wife gets another offer, but this time it's in the residency program at Children's Medical Center Dallas in the cardiac intensive care unit. My wife accepts the position and we're both for new beginnings. March 26, 2020, life is starting to look up. My wife is with me. We're about to move to Dallas. It's new beginnings. Until my wife got a text and asked me frantically, did you hear the news? I said, what news? Brian passed. Hit me like a ton of bricks. I get on social media to the devastating news that my best man, who introduced me to my wife, had passed away at the age of 23. I couldn't believe it. Brian was really gone. The pain of 2013 hit all over again. The same questions arose. What is going on? 23? Man, life was just starting. And now, fast forward to today. I'm still searching for my next move, but my wife and I are finally together. We are seeking God's will for our lives and healing from this thing we call life. These past 10 months, they have been rough. And believe me, that is an understatement. But I have begun the process of being restored. And I realize this is a lifelong process, but I'm making the choice to actively participate daily. There's been a lot of healing, growing, and anchoring myself in God's word. I'm not naive enough to believe that there won't be any more trials in this life because life is full of ups and downs, twists and turns, stops and goes. And I'm sure we can all attest to that. But there is so much beauty in the journey. So if you're hearing this today, I just want to encourage you that God is not done with you. There is purpose for the breath in your lungs. You have a story to tell, lives to impact, and an example to set. There is power and beauty in your testimony. We are called to be world changers, and this world needs what you have. So the beauty of the gospel is that we have a Savior who lived a perfect life, that we can never live as mere humans. He became the perfect sacrifice to atone for our sins so that whoever puts faith in him will spend eternity with him. And I'll leave you with this. I'll never forget when my mentor shared his favorite verse with me, which has since become my life verse. 2 Corinthians 12, 9. Each time he said, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness, so that Christ's power may rest on me. Let us not rely on our own strength, but rely on his. Thank you again for tuning into the first episode of The Heart of It. I hope this inspires you to look at your life and to share your story with someone because someone needs hope today. I hope you'll tune in again. And until next time, peace.